Dosri Nune Gor Holodeck Cash. Welcome to the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. I'm your Captain Laura. I grew up watching most of Star Trek. I'm your first officer, Mac. I've watched way too much Star Trek. I'm Eris, your communications officer, and I've seen some of it. I'm Z, chief security officer, and I have no idea what's going on. Our seven-year mission. To rewatch all of Star Trek from the very beginning. Boldly going where everyone but me has gone before. Hey everyone, I'm Laura. I'm Mac. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And this week, your away team will continue with The Next Generation. We're going to do a two-part discussion of Season 5. Some people say this is the best season. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. But the curated list I sent out to the away team before we began uh, included Episode 1, Redemption Part 2. Episode 2, Darmok. Episode 3, Ensign Row. Episode 5, Disaster. Episode 7, Unification Part 1. Episode 8, Unification Part 2. Episode 10, New Ground. Episode 14, Conundrum. Episode 16, Ethics. Episode 17, The Outcast. Episode 18, Cause and Effect. One of the best episodes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Episode 19, The First Duty with No Stars, No Trekking, and Courtrooms. Episode 20, <laughs> Cost of Living. That was one of your favorite episodes? No, 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 no. Cause and Effect was. Is one of your favorite episodes? Yes. What they were. It's one of the best. It, it's generally like one of the top five episodes I of the show. I think Z has an opinion. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be in the minority on that one. <laughs> episode 20, Cost of Living. Episode 23, I Borg. Episode 24, The Next Phase. Episode 25, The Inner Light. Also one of the best episodes. And episode 26, Time's Arrow, Part 1. Let's go with favorite episodes first. I'm, I'm having a feeling like all my predictions about Z on this season are going to be wrong. <laughs> um, honestly, I really did like The Outcast. Despite the ending, Okay. I liked it. I know um, we, we're definitely going to have a longer discussion about mm -hmm. The Outcast. I liked Ethics. Yeah. Um, uh, I really liked Disaster. Mm-hmm. Um... That was, like, one of my notes was I really liked this episode. And there were a couple of them where I was, like, I was having to do stuff because I was kind of watching them in a little bit of the time crunch. So mm -hmm. I was, like, doing stuff while I was watching it. And I would kind of find myself, like, ah, fuck, I wish I would have been paying more attention to the beginning of this one. Like, mm. um, like Darmok, um, I wish I'd been paying more attention when yeah. it started so I could have cracked the code with them. Yes. Because by the time I realized, like, oh, they're cracking a code, I was like, oh, I want to crack the code. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, bear in mind, I was maybe out sick the last week yeah. um, so I've only seen half of the episodes but yeah of the ones that I saw I saw 1 to 14 of the list uh, Darmok's probably my favorite Iborg was a good one too Iborg's a good one Iborg has more implications for the larger mythology mm -hmm. whereas Darmok I think is more iconic of this show at its best mm -hmm. yeah it's the basics of like Picard's Enterprise which is communication mm-hmm it's mm -hmm. literally an episode about, like, how do we actually connect with other people if we have no cultural understanding of them? And it's not a simple answer. No. It's mm -hmm. not, oh, I just need to think about this culture differently. I have to think about what is communication differently. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very informative of the movie Arrival, I think. I always thought mm. the movie Arrival could have been a TNG episode if you just control F'd that thing to uh, <laughs> be just ever so slightly different. Yeah. 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 Arrival's a good movie. Yeah, it's a very good movie. Favorite episodes there? Um, my favorite episode of the entire series 
is cause and effect. Um, so... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Z. Z's um, face so, has so, so like, Z and I are going to disagree, I'm sensing. I have one note on cause and effect, and it is, this episode feels overdone and cheap. I feel like I've watched that episode like eight times already. Because you did. But imagine <laughs> imagine watching it as it's airing live on television where you can't skip through commercials and right before the commercial break happens, the Enterprise explodes and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Mm. And then you wait three minutes for commercials to be over and then you come back and it starts over again and you're like, what? The first time I watched it broadcast on TV, I thought something had gone wrong at the TV station. Right. <laughs> like they messed so, it up. <laughs> that's a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't change how I feel about it. <laughs> like I, I can I can agree. Like I think um, I have a similar experience. The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Finding out the the ending to that. Like if if I had had any hints about it or anything like that, it would have completely spoiled it for me. But mm-hmm. like watching it, not knowing anything, was great. But I just, I don't know. I felt like I had seen this episode before. And not because it kept repeating, but because this isn't the only episode where, like, they've been in a time loop or there's been some kind of, like, they lose their memory and so they have to, like, work to, I don't know. It just felt like I'd seen it, like, a half a yeah. dozen times already. Yeah. Yeah. In this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think this I agree. Season. Yeah, I, yeah, I cannot agree because I love this episode yeah. so much. Um, because I think lots of shows have done this format since mm-hmm. then over and over again. Like, like, I get it. Cause and effect. Let's, <laughs> like... But that's interesting. Yeah, I yeah. compare all of those to cause and effect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is the what is the like the Hulu or the not the Hulu the Paramount Plus like thing description for it or whatever? Uh, I don't easily remember. I don't write those down anymore. <laughs> that was your favorite episode of the season. Keep that talking. was, but I also want to give a shout out to Disaster um, yeah. because of the character moments in Disaster, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's really cool that, like, something crazy is happening and they're all kind of isolated and they can't talk to one another and, um, you know, Picard is stuck with children because, <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. But, like, he he promotes one of the kids to the executive officer in charge of radishes. That man has better skills with children than he thinks he does. Yes. Like, that, I found that adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so for the character moments, I really liked that. And then Inner Light is still, mm. like, I literally have zero notes written for Inner Light because it's just in my head and lives there um and like if you look at a top five list of episodes of this show this one is typically put by fans as number one for the whole series um sometimes the final episode of the show is listed as it but it's either that or inner light is listed as the the best show um i did like that one uh best book worlds usually gets in that list too yes yes but there there's there's a few like that but um i and that's one that grows on me every time i watch it strangely um, mm-hmm. I think I remember the first time I watched it, especially like as a kid, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little slow and you're like, oh, this isn't as exciting as another Star Trek episode. Yeah. And then, but as an adult and rewatching it and as an adult living on a planet that's kind of fallen apart <laughs> and stuff, you're like, oh, okay, this has more meaning to me now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'd say the inner light is, uh, in fact... As the show was wrapping up, they did a fan-sourced one of the top five episodes. I 
think this was number two just behind Best of Both Worlds. I thought this was number one. Can you remind me which that. Best of Both Worlds was? Uh, <clears throat> it's the two-parter where Picard was captured by the Borg. Borg. Okay. Yeah. Or not Best of Both Worlds. Uh, um, All Good Things. All Good Things hadn't aired at the time that they were doing that marathon. Oh, because that was... Okay. It was, I know exactly what you're talking about because I think when I had like yeah. taped episodes off the TV... Me too. That was a special that aired yes. before. Yes. Jonathan Frakes hosts <laughs> it from all the sets. Yes. Saying, like, here's yes. the top five as you the, you, the viewers decided. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was the same shoot for the, uh, the behind-the-scenes documentary that they did at the end of the okay. show. That's you... Like, it, when... Uh, TNG was on Netflix. The episode right after the last episode was this super 90s, like, behind-the-scenes feature that, <laughs> that aired that same week that the final episode did, and it was it yep. was all part of that same thing. It was thing. weird. Yep. Well, other things, I, I love Darmok. I think Darmok, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like I already said, Darmok is this show at its best. Yeah. Especially, I think... Um, it hit me really hard for me now, especially like I've, I've mentioned this on episodes and other podcasts. I work with teenagers and teenagers speak almost entirely through meme now. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, TikTok memes mm. and stuff like that. And so I picked up, I didn't know what the code was, mm. but like I picked up and I was like, fuck, those are memes. Like, I mean, like yeah. CJ was watching it with me and he was just like, oh shit. And I'm like, yeah, let's dissect it. So what, what minor TikTok are they referencing? Mm-hmm. You know? Because like me and CJ talking meme. I mean, we'll literally just look at each other and be like, thanks, an avocado. Yeah. <laughs> like for different, yeah. And, and, you know, we'll like text back and forth and just entirely through reaction gif and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So from a linguistic side of thing, I... This this episode was choice. I really like this episode. Ah. Yeah. It's it's personal great. pertaining reference to me. <laughs> it's it's a great sci-fi episode. It, mm-hmm. it and it uh, it doesn't rely on a lot of prior Trek knowledge, and it mm-hmm. doesn't like introduce something that oh you, you got to have this to pay it off later, which right. is something that Star Trek does, especially right about now. It's a perfect forty-five minutes of television on its own, and it yeah. has Paul Winfield, the number one guy who was the black guy that died first in sci-fi things or really not first died in the service of white people in science fiction <laughs> oh no anytime he showed up you'd be like oh there he goes he showed mm-hmm. he was the cop in the terminator he was the captain of the other ship in wrath of khan okay he was uh the colin powley general in mars attacks <laughs> just every time he shows up i'm like okay wait for it yep there he died oh, <laughs> I, uh, I had no idea but, yeah yeah the, yeah this this episode that episode in particular was complete side story like you can mm-hmm. be you can pluck it out entirely and and still yeah yeah it was also the premiere of Picard's little velour jacket with undershirt <laughs> gray thing. I kept calling it, like, I'm so glad he brought his parka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, oh, man, that planet's cold. You know, I'm glad that he brought a jacket. <laughs> nope, nobody else gets that. Yeah, it's just him. Captain Jacket. And the first line, of, well, not the first line, but the, the first line of Playmates underline TNG action figures only had him in the little velour jacket with the <laughs> shirt thing. And it, was, it was the first Star Trek toy I ever owned. Nice. <laughs> so. But that jacket did get a lot of play this season. It did. Yeah, he, he had the jacket a lot. Quickly, mm-hmm. least favorite episodes of the season, Zigo. Cause and effect. Damn. <laughs> That's, it hurts. It, it hurts. <laughs> it is. It is a beloved episode. I accidentally watched one thing that wasn't in the curated list. Which one? And I uh, uh, the silicon avatar. Mm. And I understand why it wasn't in the list. So I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, 
Okay. Why didn't Mac recommend this one? I was like, oh, he did it. <laughs> Here, here's the notes I had on that. Kind of remembering it after the first few seconds. Spoiler alert, I don't remember what it is now. Uh, the next note, where did he bring it with him? He doesn't have pockets. Oh, wait, it's in his pants. I have no idea what that note's in. <laughs> Didn't have much there. That's why it's not on the list. Final note on Silicon yeah. Avatar. The only note I actually have on that one, like like mental note, obviously, I'm looking at a plate of Chinese food right now. Would Riker like, I don't know, they might have, we, she might be right. We have to kill the thing. And I'm like, it's a space whale that just happens to look like coral. Like it's eating, obviously. Like we, like, you yeah. know, okay. and then no, immediately Picard went into that, that speech about, it's like cuttlefish or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> if you went forward in time and listened to me as I'm watching your episode, you want to know the sermon. Least yeah. favorite episode for you? Um, I think of the, the curated list, I'm really not sure because I kind of like all of those. Mm-hmm. Mine are going to come from the non-curated bunch. Episode 11, Hero Worship, just because I feel like they do this over and over and over and over again, where it's like, human boy raised somewhere else is now all alone, and somebody on the ship has to be the father figure for them. Um, So that's just kind of one that gets retread over and over again. Mm -hmm. This episode I've literally seen over and over Mm -hmm. again in this this show um, from them. Okay, so episode 13 is called The Masterpiece Society, and that one is like... They literally use the word master design and like the eugenics dog whistles in that one are ridiculous. Oof. Like it's it's <laughs> not good and we're all bending over backwards to like protect this weird eugenics society. Ugh. So yeah, like I, I don't I don't like that guys. one that much. Yeah. I would say my least favorite of the curated was Cost of Living, which I actually voted against putting on the list. You did. I have a fondness Um, for that one, which is why I I made him put it on the list. It's a little (laughs) silly and goofy around the edges. I think it focuses on two side characters that work really only in small doses. That's the one where uh, Loxana comes back. Uh, mm-hmm. comes back and gets Befriends married. Alexander. Yeah, and the, oh. bef- yeah. See, I liked that episode. Yeah. I do too. Not 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 a favorite of mine. Uh, although it wasn't a favorite off the list, but I liked it. I, I did. My note was at this point the action plot feels like the subplot, and the character plots feel like the main story, which I loved. So. And and that's it, it, it. It's definitely a change of pace. I I love. I think it's actually Majel's best acting of any appearance she does Mm -hmm. the line where she says i am alone i mean this is just a month or two after her husband gene roddenberry died and there's a lot of oomph to that uh so there there are moments of it that i think work but i think it's just a little too silly around the edges for my taste but the one i really disliked that didn't get on the list imaginary friend which i think is my only note on the episode this episode's a real drip like (laughs) (laughs) i didn't take any things on that like there's there's parts of that i liked but not very much, but I literally have no notes on that episode, yeah. (laughs) We've talked about favorites. We've talked about least favorites. I'd say we'll go to our commercial break and come back and maybe do some deep dives into some of those episodes. We're solid enough for each other. Messages of social enlightenment. Water is life. Yeah. Black lives matter. Yeah. yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Get a library card. <laughs> yeah. Trans lives matter. Mm-hmm. Particularly important in uh, this episode. It's yeah. going to be talked about in a 90s sort of way that maybe doesn't fully address the issue, but maybe they're trying. 
Yeah. <laughs> they are trying. They they do better with it than they did with the the Code of Honor episode. <laughs> yes, they do better with it than the average of '90s television. Yes. Yeah, I I'd, I'd agree with that. Great yes. on a curve. B plus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Agreed. But we'll get to that more detail. Yes. And Go to therapy. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I, there's no reason not to, yeah. unless you yeah. can't afford it, and that's yeah. a, uh, that's blaming late stage capitalism. Your job's not who you are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and your job would not miss you if you left, but your job is probably more dependent on you staying there mm-hmm. than you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet quitting is not bad. It's not. They are paying you for a specific job, so do that specific job and uh, don't do anything else. Yeah, you Don't work you... for fucking free. Fuck you, you, pay me. Yeah, <laughs> you get what you pay for. Yeah. That includes large organizations. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Fuck the police. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Teach your kids to cook. Let your kids... Curse. <laughs> but let your kids screw things up. Yeah. yeah. That's an important thing because I think, like, I am... We are, as a generation, not terribly handy or good with mm-hmm. our hands. And I think that's because... If you can't do it right, don't do it. Yeah, like, yeah. you're going to break it, stop. Right. Like, mm. let some stuff get broken. Because yeah. that's yeah. how they're going to figure out how to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like it's... Ex- yeah, like, experiment. Like, yeah. I, I learn more from watching others make mistakes or myself making mistakes. Right. Than I do learning how to do it based off of a list of rules. But also There's that a... feedback is not punishment. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you are letting someone know, like, oh, you've done this wrong, here, here's how you fix it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're in trouble. It doesn't mean you, right. you've yeah. done something bad. It just right. means we're about or to learn. E- even better, not even, here's how you fix it. Well, how do you think you we, we can fix yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get like, what do you, actively like, problem solving. It's like, There's well, a, that didn't go right. What do you think went wrong? Yeah. There's a sound on TikTok that says you, you got to let your kids do dangerous things carefully. Because yeah. that's, that's where they learn. Is, yeah. Is doing things. I don't think our, our parents were very good at that. Mm-hmm. No. And, and, and our, no, and our generation has suffered yeah. for it. My parents yeah. had things they were better about. Like, I, I, I probably mentioned it a couple times on, on this show. Um... My early childhood, our backyard was just a giant woods. Mm. And my parents would very much like when I was in the house, like I was not allowed in the kitchen. So like I was really behind. By the time I got to college, I did not know how to cook. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to feed myself. I mean, I spent the first two days of uh, not eating because I didn't know how to get food. I mean, I was that inept because it was like mom always gave me a plate and like <laughs> would literally serve me. Like I never oh, learned, yeah. serve, like, like literally she would hand me my food. But... When I was a kid, she would just be like, okay, go play. And so we would go out into the woods. And I've noticed that I have a much better, like, I don't know what to call it, survival skills <laughs> than some other people my own age of like the, don't touch that. That's going to make your hands itch, you know, kind of thing. And they're like, I found a cool leaf. And I'm like, it has berry juice all over it. You might maybe stay away. You know, that's because I spent my early childhood playing in the woods with no adult supervision. I mean, I petted animals. I had no business petting. I mean, I probably should have had rabies. I really should have. But at the same time, it's like I was also raised on a steady diet of like Disney princesses where like, oh, yeah, of course you sing to birds and they land on your finger. Obviously, that's what's going to happen. Duh. Uh, but yeah, I've, no- I've noticed that I have a much better like outdoorsy, mm-hmm. not like I- I'm not bare grills, but I'm like, there's someone walking behind us. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you idiot. You can't hear their footsteps. Like, why can't you tell that? It's anyway, also, I just like, think I'm Yeah, noticed. it's like, don't 
let children do like the really dangerous things right. that will kill them, mm-hmm. like sticking your finger in a light socket. You well, should know that's bad, but right. you should tell them why, not yeah. just no, don't do that because I said so. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. be like. Here's what's happening. There's a lot of electricity flowing through right. this thing. And yeah, I've never <laughs> looked at a battery. teachable moment. That's I, my message. <laughs> if you enjoy the weird noises that have come out of our bodies, you might enjoy <laughs> <laughs> the other fine podcasts. Perfect. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> On partyapocalypse.com, including full runs of The Fourth Wall, As the Myth Turns, and Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter. Our other currently running show is uh, Beyond the Cabin in the Woods with friends of the show Donna and Kenzie and myself and our new show coming up release date is still a little up in the air we got a few details but we do have episodes in the can so it is coming down the road quite fast it's Disorganized a Criminal Minds podcast featuring your janitor Z and Laura and Aries and not me yeah (laughs) yeah Z anything to plug yeah I've got a TikTok at underscore it's just Z underscore super cool Harris, anything to plug? Nothing! Love of my life, do you have anything to plug? Nope. All right. <laughs> then I think with that, we'll go back to our episode. Woo! And so we'll talk a little bit about these episodes that we've watched a little more in detail. Uh, the season opener, Redemption Part 2, trying to settle up the, the Klingon Civil War. Tasha Yar's daughter doesn't look 24. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I what do, what it, do we feel about the Sila of it all? Oof. I so okay, so it's interesting. I'm actually really happy that the actress can like come back to the show mm-hmm. in this capacity. I still feel like in a way they did Tasha Yar a little dirty. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they did such a good redemption arc for her. Haha, <laughs> name of the episode. Um but uh <laughs> then they were like, oh, off screen. She was essentially the sex slave of some mm-hmm. Romulan guy. Which is fucked up as shit considering where she came exactly. from. Exactly. Exactly. And then it was like her own daughter got her mother, got her killed. Yeah. You know? And... Uh, Romulan's gonna Romulan. I mean, first No, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, this is an interesting way to get the actress back into the show. But like, I wish they didn't have to do Tasha Yar, the character, mm-hmm. so bad. Like, really, sex slavery. That's mm-hmm. exactly what it was. They could have just easily had her die in the battle that they went back to to have, and then she died a hero. Yeah, which yeah. makes it harder for like her her like her likeness to come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I get it, but yeah. it's a semi popular idea in like fanon that maybe she did survive that, and Sela is either lying or that's what she was aware of as a child. She thought her mother died, mm. and, okay, and that she I mean she's still out there somewhere. But we never saw it in canon, yeah. so it probably didn't happen. I'm just angry about the sex slavery, to be honest. I would much yeah. rather Sila have been... Maybe she's a double agent Romulan, because actually she was part of the... like. Tasha Yar found the underground or something and then actually was able to fall in love and then have a kid and then mm-hmm. something tragic happens or whatever. Or maybe this is Sila's just like a weird sleeper agent. Like, this is my cover story. <laughs> I'm about to kill everybody in Romulus. Um, but yeah, the fact that it was just like, they're, we're going to go with, yeah, she was a sex slave for a while, I guess, until we executed her. <laughs> I was like, oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, real, pretty gross. Real <laughs> fucking gross. Yeah. 
That's that. My, it, all of my feelings are Tashi Yar. It's a disappointing <laughs> follow through to that. What the fuck season yes. closer? Like yeah. I. That's why I was very coy about it when we were talking about uh, sure. season four. I was like, when you take it just this moment alone, like I know where it's going, and it's sort of like, eh. spoiler alert: we never see Sila again after she mm-hmm. shows up again in Unification. Really? Like they they didn't use that's this as an the... ongoing plot. But then they went through all of that for, for nothing. For almost nothing. Jesus Christ. So now yeah, I'm doubly pissed off. A little disappointing. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, mm, I'm just going to rewrite it. You know what? Fuck this show. I'm just going to rewrite it. I'm angry. <laughs> no, I don't like that. <laughs> What's the over under on the little boy that Data has to argue with on that one ship? Being Pulaski's kid because he had real Pulaski vibes. <laughs> when they're in the Armada and Data takes command of the one ship and he's got the first eye. I said little oh. boy euphemistically. He yeah, was, oh, like, was like, just yeah. a little that dick. I, I, well, there were several children yes. in the series, so right. I was just like, was there no, he, another? He, he, ch- he Patterson just, was kind of cute. He's know. just a shithead. Is what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, like I thought he was you know, extremely racist. So he, he was. He, he had real Pulaski vibes. He did. He did. I like you know Data like gave him like he's just like oh I need you to explain why you're not going to be comfortable with me because like the calculations in his brain was going like either he has a legit reason or this is a racist asshole oh he's a racist asshole okay (laughs) denied go do your fucking job and I was like that's my boy (laughs) yeah I I kind of thought it was interesting how Data had to play like angry because Uh you know like Data didn't give a shit I don't think I think it probably hurt him just a little bit but like he wasn't Data's not the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, that hurt my feelings. I'm so sad. I'm going to dwell on this. It's going right. to get to me. Like, but he, my but the only way that that little douchebag was going to respond was if he out alpha yeah, the mm-hmm. alpha hole. Yeah. So. No, for sure. No, yeah. I think Data was just like, I have to be firm. If I let them walk over me now, I will mm-hmm. never get respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he did great. I, I thought Data did great. Yeah. The only thing I wasn't sure about, but it could have been because I missed it. It might have actually been in that episode. Data didn't communicate with Picard until after it was already done. What Was it because they were in radio silence or something? Or was like, because they were worried about, you know, the Romulans being able to pick up, piggyback on their signal? Because like, why would he be like, I'm trying a theory, Captain. And he could have just said that and then done his thing and Picard would have been like, all right, you did good. Good job, Beta. But instead he was just sort of like, I'm going to ignore the captain or his captain, really. You know, like it. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the communication issue was important because they didn't know where they were or what they were doing. So they had yeah. to kind of act from a presupposed plan. Right. And if there was any improvisation, it really had to rely upon the people. Yeah, there. But I, I wish I would have known before going into that that like, hey, it's a little bit radio silent because we don't know how much they're picking up on our chatter, which would keep him having to be silent for what he was about to try to do. Um, just because it's like otherwise, why try to do the like little, uh, like is data defecting? Like, because basically, mm. like having data disobey orders is only going to be like there's two ways that's going to happen either he has a secret way to win the day which obviously is what's happening or it was just like it turns out data was the bad guy which i'm like why go through that unless yeah anyway so that was my only bleh. yeah everyone 
was really bothered by Sela, the implications of Sela, trying to wrap their heads around how Sela exists. Uh-huh. Except Worf. Worf was completely unbothered by her existence. And I I call shenanigans on that. He'd be like, why do you look like Tasha Yar? Yeah. Because he was close to Tasha. He was, he was very second. close to yeah, Tasha. He was and he's only, he was one of the few people that got actually close face-to-face with Sela at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, I yeah, like... Like, oh, but yes, the war, the Romulans interfering, all that bad. But who the fuck are you? Where do I, I know you? Feelings? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It would have been nice. I know they wouldn't have done this. This is not in character, but Worf just like slowly reaching up, mm-hmm. grabbing her cheek and pulling it Scooby Doo style. The scene <laughs> or trying to, pull the, like, trying to pull the wig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is it, is it like, be like, you, this has to be a, is this a hologram? Like, this is really accurate. Like, damn. And she's like, that's my face. And be like, I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're clearly lying. Anything else about Redemption? Mm-mm. Part two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not their strongest season opener, I think. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the Klingon stuff. I like, there's, all the elements are there. It doesn't feel completely baked. And, mm-hmm. Uh, the Sela follow-through is yeah. not so great. Sela's best scene is yet to come, and we'll get to that in a minute. But do we have anything more to say about Darmok? Because it comes right out of the gate, right after Redemption Part 2 yeah. with Darmok. God, I I really like that one. Yeah. I, I realized with this episode that the writers straight up just get paid to throw like science and mechanic words together for 20 minutes out of every episode. <laughs> yeah, Not so much. The writers <laughs> never do that. When it goes, They actually have a phrase for that, technobabble. Mm-hmm. And in the like right before it goes into production draft, they will just put techno babble in parentheses, and they have science advisors who fill in that part. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, because they can. They're like, oh, this is so boring. I don't want to write that. Mm-hmm. Send it off to the techno-babble. nerds over on the te- yeah. <laughs> techno techno babble nerds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. I like the implications of Darbok in that mm-hmm. that episode. The whole the whole thing would not have worked had not you had two leaders of who themselves were incredibly hopeful about personhood in terms of like you had Picard who was fighting so hard for communication and Mm -hmm. learning like he he wants to meet new people and and learn about them if that other captain had been anything else but basically also Picard that could have been disastrous you know, and instead they like, cause like, cause they essentially kidnapped the captain and they put him, you know, they, that, that was a, you understand why Riker was like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like you can't just take people and then like, you can't even talk to them back because you literally can't understand what they're saying. Yeah. That whole episode wouldn't have worked if they didn't have like, we trust that people want to meet each other kind of thing, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, that makes me feel good. <laughs> that makes me feel good as a person who deals with communication and literature and words that makes me feel real good <laughs> not only that it just with this other this alien race with the weird communication style that they come across mm-hmm. they already know that they know that they're gonna have like that captain is like i gotta demonstrate to you yeah and then we can reach an understanding with one another right um so like this is why they do that now mm-hmm. yes it would have been helpful if they could have communicated their intentions yeah like hey we need to go through this experience together yeah. they know this is this is the start of making this is how this yeah. species makes contact with other people right 
Yeah, because this is not the first time the Federation had run into them, the Temerians. And so, like, the Temerians, on the flip side, the Temerians, and this is not the first time they've run into Federation. So they're like, okay, these people seem to be friendly. <laughs> but holy shit, they don't get our whole vibe. Our whole vibe is, like, not their vibe. <laughs> so, I, I, and I think, I mean, I think that's why they were arguing with each other, going, like, you're gonna get us blasted out of the sky if you kidnap the captain. It's like, it's literally the only way we can open up lines of communication. Just take them. <laughs> This yep. episode also sets up great jokes in uh, the Lower Decks series later mm-hmm. on. Uh, in Lower Decks, <laughs> one, of the, fell. one yeah. of the Temerians actually joins the crew. Ah! It's sort of a, the Worf version of these guys. I'm so excited! Yeah. And he like he comes on the bridge for the first time and he's like, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Like, and they're like, what? What? And then he's like, oh, sorry, the universal translator's broken. And then he, like, fixes it, and then he can talk. Then you, you get a, a whole lot, a lot of more Temerian phrases, like, uh... Oh, my God, I love this. Uh, well, but, like, in some reference to the old one, like, he, he tries to hit on somebody, and they turn him down, and he's like, eh, shotgun when the walls fell. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Rapungi, when he joined the seven. Ensign Row. I anticipated Z's appreciation for Ensign Row, but the more we got through TNG, I think they may actually be more into Kieran Reese when we get to mm. Deep Space Nine, which is a riff on Ensign Row, but we'll get to that. Thoughts on Ensign Row. I want to hear your thoughts. Um, so this was another one of the episodes where initially I was doing something while it started. Mm-hmm. Um, so I caught a little bit of, like, Eris and I were talking about it mm-hmm. on the way over. Riker totally makes Ensign Row like, take off her, like, hijab equal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Religious paraphernalia. Like, <laughs> ick, first of all. It's ick, first of all. But then you also think about, like, oh, we, we follow the uniform code on this ship, unless you're my special boy, Worf, or my sometimes girlfriend who doesn't even wear a uniform. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, you better take that earring off. Yeah. Right. And he's doing it, like, literally out of prejudice because, because yeah. uh, you know, she was court-martialed and imprisoned, so it was yeah. like, okay, this is, yeah. But, no, it's icky. I, I didn't like her at first, but as the season went on, I was like, oh, there's Ro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's Ro. Hey, Ro. Yeah, yeah. yeah she came the... on the ship, and I was just like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, I have feelings. I, I have feelings of my lady parts." That... <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> the uh, the bond that Roe and Picard form, I yes. think, is fascinating mm. to me because, like, even in this first episode, he's all like. Ugh, why do we gotta get this one? It's like she's the the known entity out in Starfleet. Like, oh, have you heard about Ensign Row? Like, everyone's been yeah. gossiping about her. And so, but he's willing to give her a chance, and he's willing to trust her later in the episode. Right. When she's like, no, these people aren't terrorists. Like, they just need blankets. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, like, stuff like that. And and they, they build this understanding with one another that I really appreciate, where he's just like, mm-hmm. he, whereas, like, Riker definitely got them off to the wrong foot with her, mm-hmm. but Picard was like, oh, okay. But I also love anytime Guinan and Ro are mm, in yes. a room together. Guinan just knows. She's like, okay, look, this is my friend. You're my friend. I need you two to be friends <laughs> no. because this is my friend group. <laughs> yeah. So you two get along and because I said so. <laughs> I, I love that Guinan, like... Because you, it's almost word for word what you just said. <laughs> but she's like, no, you don't understand, Captain. She's my friend. And it's said in almost just like this subtly 
like vicious sort of like she's my friend <laughs> and i'm just like oh oh but the oh. card nude instantly yeah it was just like, like instantly trustworthy like, got it got it got it like guinan chooses her friends very carefully all right and i know this about her so and, and picard <laughs> ultimately has a sucker for difficult people mm. yeah yeah, yeah. He, he likes I he likes people who are people. Like, yeah. they know who they are. They know who the characters are. They're not going to get swayed by anything he might say. Right. Because he is... He could, He does not like sycophants. He yeah. has... Yeah. I'm going to drop some D&D terms. He has at least a 22 in charisma. Mm-hmm. Oh, like <laughs> Yeah. He can... Add a couple more on yeah, that. Can, well, I mean, that, that's that's superhuman godhood at right. that point. <laughs> 20 is max for humanity. And... I know, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, his, his persuasion and diploma, uh, diplomacy skills are like crazy bonkers <laughs> um so i i understand why he appreciates people who can go with him toe to toe because he's just like it's probably really easy for him to sway anybody to his side i mean he swayed a whole bunch of children who were like scared and peeing their pants in a turbo lift that was broken. yeah we got 48 seconds of frere jaca in that episode i just want y'all to know i went back and counted because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was like okay all right there's two frames okay there's there's Four, there's five. Okay, hold on now. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, Picard can talk anybody into anything. And I think, yeah, I think, I think he like. So he probably appreciate that Rogue could talk him into something. It was just like, like no, I know what I'm about. Trust Captain. me, and we have to trust these people. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're reaching the end of our part one time. We'll talk about the rest of these episodes in the second half of our conversation. Does anybody else have anything they need to add? Not necessarily about the character Ensign Rogue, because we're gonna have lots of opportunities mm-hmm. to talk about her, but the episode specifically Ensign Rogue. I think. I liked when Guinan said, I tend bars and I listen. <laughs> I think I think uh, that phrase walked so that Tyrion Lannister's I drink and I know things could run. <laughs> I really wanted some type of like blooper scene or whatever of Picard going back up to Riker after the episode was over. Be like, you know we allow religious paraphernalia, right? <laughs> Riker's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the, what the... There's several times this year where you're not being my boy, Riker. You're being right. a bad dude. Like, I, I get it, but You're stop. letting your prejudice get a hold of yourself. Like, off the gas, man. Uh, in one of the episodes I don't include, you bring a video game on board which makes us all zombies. That was you and your penis that did that. <laughs> yeah, no, that dude needs to be banned from Risa after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or surely for you. <laughs> Next time, we'll uh, pick up with Disaster and the rest of the run and maybe any other thoughts we have about Season 5. Okay, bye-bye, bye-bye now! Bye! 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 